Welcome to episode five of the Health Investment Podcast, where my goal is to help you get healthy for good without any of that BS out there, because neither of us have time for that. I so appreciate the kind reviews coming in over on Apple Podcasts. You're the best, and I'm so grateful that you like what I'm doing and think that I'm providing you with value. On that note, know that on Instagram, I always post one of those question stickers before I plan out an episode. I tell you the topic and ask if there's anything in particular you'd like me to discuss. Prior to planning out this episode, I asked in one of the question stickers what you want to hear about. You said better choices for alcohol and holiday food options people think are healthy but sneakily aren't. So I'm going to address both of those questions at some point in today's episode. If you don't already, follow me on Instagram at The Health Investment so that you can chime in when I post a future question about upcoming topics. All right, the holidays are quickly approaching. I can't believe Thanksgiving is on Thursday. So without further ado, let's chat about how to eat healthy-ish during these months that can sometimes throw us completely off the rails. Hi, I'm Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach and host of the Health Investment Podcast. Here's the thing. You deserve to feel amazing. But here's the other thing. There are so many confusing messages out there. Week after week, I'm going to share tips and practices that actually work for simple weight loss and sustainable wellness, because I want to help you get healthy for good without any BS. When I'm not podcasting, I work with clients one-on-one, so visit the show notes to book your free consultation. And don't forget to leave a review so that others can become trim, energized, confident, BS-busting rock stars like you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. I don't know about you, but I used to enter into every January feeling super gross. And I think a lot of people feel that same way, which is why all these New Year's resolutions pop up of, I want to eat healthier, I want to go to the gym. Once Thanksgiving hit, I really went nuts. I threw all rules out the window and binged on pastries, wine, cheese, pie. You know the stuff I'm talking about. But I always left the holiday season 10 or more pounds heavier, feeling guilty and remorseful about everything I'd consumed. Now I've figured out how to enjoy Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve, and all the parties in between without going crazy. Sure, I may still gain five pounds or so, but that doesn't bother me anymore because I don't feel as terrible as I used to. And that's really what I'm concerned about now, how I feel. Since I'm used to feeling energized, light, confident in my skin, and just all around awesome, I don't like letting food or alcohol hold me back from those incredible feelings. Whenever I overindulge, I connect the dots. My listlessness and stomach ache didn't come out of nowhere, so what was the cause? Now that I've identified the culprits, which are probably culprits for you as well, I can truly enjoy the holidays without feeling gross. And that's what it's all about, right? So here's how I do it. Tip number one, make healthy-ish swaps. I don't like to cut out entire food categories. If I tell myself I'm going to go to a party, but I can't eat any crackers or drink any wine, ew, that doesn't sound like any fun at all. I hate entering into a situation where I'm depriving myself of something, so I don't do that anymore. But I also hate feeling bloated, puffy, and gross, like I said, so that's where the healthy-ish swaps come in. Generally, refined grains, even whole wheat ones, and refined sugar make us all feel blah. Refined grains and refined sugar are energy zappers. 
So whenever possible, I like to make simple swaps for healthier alternatives. I could talk for 45 minutes about this topic, but I'll spare you and just send you to the show notes. In the show notes, you'll find a list of 75 simple swaps for things you probably love if you're anything like me. I call this the ultimate healthy grocery list because the items on the list are healthier than the conventional brands and products we're used to buying. So for example, instead of adding wheat thins to your cheese board, add Mary's Gone Crackers. Mary's Crackers are made with seeds, not flour, so you'll feel much better after you eat them. Speaking of cheese boards, did you know that cow's milk contains a protein that goat and sheep milk don't contain? Cow's milk has both an A1 and an A2 beta casein. Don't worry about these words. Just know that goat and sheep's milk only have the A2 beta casein. Some people who think they're allergic to lactose may actually be having a negative reaction to the A1 casein in cow's milk. I'm definitely not full-fledged lactose intolerant, thank goodness, but my digestion and skin are both better when I don't eat dairy. This may be the case for you as well. A lot of people feel better and experience fewer breakouts after cutting out dairy. That being said, I'm not ready to give up cheese. I adore cheese. So I make a simple swap. I generally eat goat or sheep milk cheese rather than cow's milk cheese, and in doing so, I've definitely experienced positive effects. So if I were making a cheese board, by adding Mary's crackers and goat or sheep cheese, I'd already be setting myself and probably other people at the party up for success. Like I said, there are 75 simple swaps in the Ultimate Healthy Grocery list, which I'll link in the show notes. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, simply click Episode Webpage and you'll get there. Each item in the list is free from refined seed oils, or they're sometimes known as vegetable oils, refined grains, gluten, lots of sugar, most of the items on the list have fewer than 5 grams of sugar per serving, refined sugar, artificial and quote-unquote natural flavors, which is really just a fancy term for more artificial flavors, and also binding agents, colorants, dyes, and preservatives. So really, the packaged items on the Ultimate Healthy Grocery List are the healthiest you'll be able to find in the grocery store. When I make the 75 swaps found in the grocery list, I feel great, and I look great too. But again, I'm always more concerned about how I feel. When you focus on eating things that nourish you and help you feel your best, you'll also look amazing. So focusing on how different foods and drinks make you feel and consuming the ones that make you feel incredible is a win-win. Any of the extra pounds you've been struggling to lose will likely melt off when you take this approach. As I mentioned earlier, when I put up the question sticker on Instagram before this episode, different questions came up. One of them was, what are the best alcohol choices? The sad reality is alcohol doesn't do our health any favors. Yes, some studies suggest that red wine can be beneficial for heart health, and some groups of people who live the longest consume wine daily. Other studies suggest that all alcohol, even red wine, negatively impacts our health. I really enjoy wine, margaritas, and dirty martinis. So at this point in my life, I'm not going to give them up. That being said, there are healthier swaps for your favorite alcoholic beverages. Notice I said healthier, not healthy. Remember the disclaimer-ish in the episode title? If I were recommending that you cut out all refined sugar, all refined grains, and all alcohol, that'd certainly be an extremely healthy holiday season. 
but I want to enjoy the holidays and not stress too much about what I'm eating and drinking, hence the healthy-ish. When it comes to wine and cocktails, I keep two words in mind, sugar and additives. I try to avoid both. I mentioned I love margaritas, but margaritas generally have a lot of sugar in them. So instead, I'll order a tequila plus seltzer plus fresh squeezed lime juice in a glass with a salted rim. Yes, this is essentially a skinny margarita. So if you're at a Mexican restaurant, you can usually just say skinny margarita and get your point across. But if you're at an Italian restaurant and you say skinny margarita, it may get lost in translation. That's why saying tequila plus seltzer plus lime juice is usually just best. I also love dirty martinis. In a dirty martini, there's just vodka, vermouth, olive juice, and olives. No sugar or weird additives. Speaking of weird additives, I've come to adore natural wine. A lot of wines now get lumped under the category natural because these additive-free varieties are really having a moment. But organic, biodynamic, and natural wines are all a bit different. Natural and biodynamic wines are cleaner than organic wines, but organic wines are cleaner than traditional varieties. So there's a continuum. To read more about this continuum of traditional, organic, biodynamic, and natural wines, visit the show notes. I'll link a blog post I wrote all about them. I also hope to interview a natural wine expert on a coming episode, so stay tuned. If you're a wine drinker like me, be on the lookout for these cleaner versions that are free from pesticides, added sulfites, and other additives, like a colorant known as Mega Purple. Again, visit the show notes to read more about this. Since organic, biodynamic, and natural wines are entering the spotlight, they're becoming more widely available. You can find them at places like Trader Joe's and Costco. Just ask someone who works there to point you in the right direction. If you're living in a natural wine desert, meaning you can't seem to find it anywhere, consider placing an order through Thrive Market. Thrive sells cases of natural wine at great prices, and they'll deliver right to your door. You can find a link to Thrive Market in the show notes as well. When you have drinks at holiday parties and elsewhere, just keep those two words in mind, sugar and additives. Avoid both at all costs, and you'll really clean up your alcohol game. Okay, that was a lot on the topic of simple swaps. As I said, I could go on and on and on. And I did in that freebie I told you about, listing 75 different swaps you can make. So visit the show notes to claim that and figure out other ways you can make your holidays a tad healthier without cutting out complete categories of food and beverages. Tip number two, don't show up at any holiday party dehydrated and or famished. You know how some people don't eat anything the entire morning and afternoon before Thanksgiving dinner and then go absolutely nuts once it arrives because they're so ravenous? Yeah, I used to be that person. And I always felt disgustingly full afterwards. Then I started treating Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner like any other meal. On a regular day, I'd eat something before dinner, so that's what I do on those days. I'm also cautious to stay very hydrated before any big meal because dehydration masks itself as hunger. Often you're not actually hungry, you're just thirsty. I still probably eat more on Thanksgiving and Christmas than I do on a regular Tuesday, but I don't eat until I've passed the point of no return when I follow this tip. One thing that's great to eat before a huge meal is a handful of dry roasted nuts. Nuts are fatty and nutrient dense, and eating healthy fats and nutrients before a big meal sends a signal to your brain that you're not actually starving. Tip number three, ditch the all or nothing mindset. 
I'm going to eat a piece of pie at some point in the holiday season, and I'll probably have some cookies here or there, because chocolate chip cookies are my favorite. But here's the thing. That one piece of pie, that cookie, neither means I need to do one of two things. One, snap into guilt mode and restrict myself until I can restrict no longer, which will likely lead to a binge. Or two, decide, well, I had one cookie, so I guess I ruined my healthy eating plan for the entire day. Both of these reactions to eating something sweet and delicious fall into the all-or-nothing mindset. A little secret? That mindset doesn't work. Balance, a gray area, whatever you want to call it, is absolutely necessary if you're after long-term results. And since you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you are. So instead of beating yourself up over the piece of pumpkin pie, enjoy the heck out of it. But also realize that it'll probably cause a sugar high, followed by a crash, followed by feelings of overall exhaustion and malaise. Pumpkin pie doesn't make you feel your best, and that's what we're after. I used to eat pumpkin pie for dessert on Thanksgiving, and then for breakfast, and maybe even with lunch, the next day. But now that I'm razor-focused on the feelings different foods give me, it's not as appealing to eat as much of the foods that don't make me feel great. I know I've mentioned that a lot in this episode, but it's really so, so true. I don't know a single person who wants to feel crappy all the time, especially during the holidays when you're spending so much time with close friends and family. So really pay attention to how foods make you feel. Is the 30 seconds you spend tasting the delicious pie really worth the grossness you'll feel three hours later? Sometimes it is. But for me, it's not worth it day after day. Another idea you can entertain when ditching the all-or-nothing approach is that it matters more what you eat between January and November, not what you eat between November and January. How cool is that statement? Honestly, I didn't make it up. My favorite celebrity fitness trainer, Vinny Tordrich, says that, but I just love it so much. It goes back to the idea of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. That one piece of pie doesn't matter in the long run, so we should never get hung up on the treats we eat every now and then. It's eating pumpkin pie the next day and the day after that and the day after that, that'll make you feel crappy. But even if that is the case, eating more delicious treats during the holiday season isn't going to sabotage your health forever. The more power you give food, the more power it has over you. So the more you stress about any one thing you ate, and the more you spiral into feelings of guilt because of it, or into a binge because of it, that's what's really going to affect you negatively. It's not about the pie, it's about your mindset. At the start of this episode, I mentioned that I'm going to address both of the questions I got on Instagram about the topic of healthy eating-ish during the holiday season. One question was, what are food and drink options that people think are healthy but really aren't, and vice versa? That question fits in really great after these first three tips. If you make healthier swaps where you can, if you don't show up to any dinner or event dehydrated and famished, and if you don't take an all-or-nothing approach— It shouldn't really matter if you're eating things that you ordinarily wouldn't because they don't get the healthy label. I know I eat more sugar and gluten during the holiday season than I normally do, and I don't consider either one of those things healthy. But I also don't consider a mindset of restriction to be healthy either. You know what I mean? I may be rambling a bit right now, but the point I'm trying to make is that I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of naming some holiday foods as good and some as bad because that sucks the fun and enjoyment out of this special time of year. If you're eating cake, you know it's not as healthy as a carrot, right? And no, I'm sorry, even carrot cake isn't as healthy as a carrot. But who cares? It's delicious, and it's a rare treat, 
And as long as you don't replace the word rare with every day, you shouldn't worry too much about it. Tip number four, your food isn't going anywhere, so slow down. Okay, this one may be a bit of a lie, especially if you're from a big family or if you married into a big family like I did. My husband has six siblings, five of which are brothers. If either of those situations is the case for you, your food might be going somewhere. But hopefully, once it's on your plate, you can lay claim to it, which means you can eat slowly. The slower you eat, the more time you give your body to digest, and the more you get to appreciate the delicious things you're eating, which you may only eat once a year. The more time your body has to digest, the fuller you'll feel, which means that the slower you eat, the more likely you'll be able to discover that you're not hungry anymore and stop eating before you hit that miserable overstuffed feeling. The best way I've found to eat more slowly is to put my fork or spoon down between bites. Once you try it, you'll see that it really works. Don't pick up your utensils until you've finished thoroughly chewing the bite in your mouth. Admittedly, I don't do this all the time. But when I do, the difference in my digestion and overall enjoyment of any meal is astounding. It really works, I promise. Another point related to this tip is to pause a bit before getting seconds. All the food in the kitchen will still be there, likely for days and days of leftovers. It's not going anywhere. So when you finish your first plate, after eating super slowly and letting your body go through the process of proper digestion, right? Enjoy the company you're with and the conversation at the table before rushing to get more. Also, during this pause, decide which dish or dishes was your favorite. If your aunt's focaccia stuffing was absolutely to die for, get a little more of that. You don't have to get seconds of everything. Finally, you know what else isn't going anywhere? All of the pre-dinner dips and chips and cheeses and crackers and appetizers. If you hover around the snack table, you're probably going to mindlessly eat snacks and fill up before dinner is even served. I learned this lesson the hard way. I know I'm a sucker for a great cheese board, as I've mentioned, but I also know if I stand right next to the board, I'm going to eat so much of it that I'll feel that terrible, I'm so stuffed that I feel like I'm going to explode feeling later on. Now, I just tell myself, X isn't going anywhere, and I enjoy the company I'm with and the food I'm eating so much more, and I don't get to the point where I feel numbingly full. Real quick, I want to take a break from the episode to share one of my favorite resources with you. One of the BS messages floating around out there is that eating healthy costs too much. Honestly, I used to believe this myself. That is, until I discovered ThriveMarket.com. ThriveMarket is an online grocery platform that's essentially Costco meets Trader Joe's meets Whole Foods. I love that I can shop on their mobile app and have all of my favorite groceries, everything from natural wine to 100% grass-fed beef to nutritious crackers, everything, delivered right to my door. Last year, I saved over $1,000 shopping on Thrive. I honestly can't think of one reason not to love it. To save a percentage off your first order and see my full shopping list, click through the links in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Tip number five, load up on veggies. Whenever possible, opt for veggies. During the holidays, during life, just always. Veggies are the freaking best. So you should center your diet around them. Eat all types, eat all colors, try new ones, just eat veggies with abandon. I keep coming back to that cheese board. Honestly, I've met few things I love more in life than a cheese board, so that's probably why. 
Maybe next to the cheese board, there's also a tray of veggies and hummus. Eat the veggies. If you eat more carrots and celery sticks than crackers and chips, you'll give your body so much more nutrition. And nutrients make your body happy and they help you to feel satisfied. Traditional crackers and chips are usually void of nutrients, which doesn't mean you shouldn't eat them. It just means that the more you're able to add in super nutritious things like veggies, the less hungry you'll be for nutrient-poor snacks that won't fill you up and will probably just make you hungrier. The same tip applies to the actual meal. If you eat more green beans than you do stuffing, you're likely going to feel 10 times better later that night and the next day. All right, for the final tip. Tip number six. Prioritize sleep and manage stress. You may be a little thrown off at this point since this episode is supposed to be about healthy eating, but trust me, it all comes together. As we both know, the holidays can be a lot. There are gifts to wrap, there's errands to run, family members need to be picked up from the airport. At any point in time, you may be trying to juggle a dozen different tasks. Because of this, you may feel more stressed than usual, and your stress level may affect your sleep. Well, guess what? Fatigue causes increased hunger, and stress ramps up your cravings. Just being aware of these two realities can help. Going back to tip five, if you keep a lot of pre-washed, pre-cut veggies on hand, those can be great to grab if you're feeling extra fatigued, stressed, and hungry. But ultimately, you want to prioritize high-quality sleep and manage your stress. One way to do this is to carve out some time for exercise you enjoy. Keywords there, you enjoy. The holidays are not the time to add exercise you hate to your to-do list, and I'd argue that you should never do exercise you hate. The best, most sustainable exercise is the type you'll actually do, and you'll only do something long-term if you like it. Moving your body regularly will not only help you manage stress, it'll help you sleep better. Another idea is to download a meditation app and use it for 5 to 10 minutes a day. Just like natural wine, meditation is really having a moment right now. So there are tons of meditation apps out there. But I've heard that Oak is a really great one because one, it's free, and two, it's super simple to use. I'll put a link to the Oak app in the show notes. If a meditation app isn't your thing, you can get into the habit of box breathing, my personal favorite. To box breathe, you just inhale, hold your breath, Exhale and pause before the next inhale for a set number of seconds. I usually do four seconds. So I inhale for four counts, hold my breath for four, exhale for four, and pause for four before taking my next breath. So you can see there's four parts of it, and each part is the same length. So that's where the name box breathing comes from. You can do this anywhere, anytime, without an app. One great place to do it would be in the parking garage at the mall, because what's worse than being in the mall when everyone's in a frenzy after Thanksgiving or before Christmas? You'll be the totally zenned out person in your car without a care in the world. When it comes to prioritizing sleep, it's pretty basic. You've just got to put yourself to bed, which may mean turning off the Hallmark Channel before another Christmas movie comes on. It's never easy to say no to fun in order to sleep, but your body will thank you. So just do it. All right, there you have it. To summarize the six practical tips for eating and drinking healthy-ish during the holidays are, one, make healthier swaps whenever possible. Two, don't show up to any holiday party dehydrated and or famished. Three, ditch the all or nothing mindset. Four, 
Your food isn't going anywhere, so slow down. Five, load up on veggies. And six, prioritize sleep and manage stress. If one or more of these tips particularly stood out to you, be sure to let me know. I'm active on Instagram, at The Health Investment, so slide into my DMs. It's always great to hear what resonates with you. Thanksgiving is so close. I seriously can't believe it's Thursday. I wish you the best day, hopefully filled with family, maybe some football, and definitely a piece of pie. See you next time. Before the next episode drops, I'd love to chat with you one-on-one about the BS messages and methods currently holding you back. You deserve simple weight loss and sustainable wellness. So let's figure out how to make both happen. To book your free consultation, click through the link in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Health Investment Podcast. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs. Do not disregard any professional medical advice you have received or postpone seeking such advice because of something you heard on this podcast.